0: I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is locked on jazz for the 21st of November. What if this had been our off-season? A reality check on what wins are going to be. Does fatigue matter? I don't know, but it all has added up to a four game losing streak for the Utah Jazz and people jumping off cliffs. We'll talk about it coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Great stuff across the network today, particularly on the NFL end of things, where the NFL uh, had a wild, wild week. And a lot of teams have regained hope, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of teams have jumped off uh, the Hope train, the Green Bay Packers, and there's lots of lots of different things to uh, talk about along the network, so make sure you go grab your favorite team or even some teams you think uh, might be interesting along the way, and the NBA is loaded with really good content as well. Today's show is, well, we'll talk about the losing streak, what's going on, see if we can make sense of it, see how people feel, uh, and it's brought to you by Jamalto. Jamalto, and Dan Spence, our local sales manager, Jamalto is the going to stop and protect the breach it's data protection and Jamalto is going to do for your company what needs to be done instead of really misallocation of resources when dealing with protecting your own data i'll tell you more about that uh coming up all right we've got a good show uh we might have a little fun i haven't decided yet i have an idea um I have an idea on what I might do today. I can't figure out whether it's the right thing to do, and I didn't decide before the show started. So there, there, there's a chance I might just start reading my mentions today because the level of consternation last night in the Twitterverse, who are not the majority but are still, I think, representative to some extent, was, was really high, and I kind of get it, and then um, I kind of get it, but then on the other end I feel like I um, – There's like a little bit of a cool the Jets a little bit, I kind of feel like right now. Um, So I don't know. I might have a little fun with it, but I don't want to make it look like uh, I'm mocking anyone. So that's why I haven't really decided. I I will tell you this. Um, If if you I, I really am done with the some reason adding me about how you think the players are soft and that they won't ever play hurt and that they're, you know, babies. And come on like stop like you don't have the medical reports you have no idea what they're going through you have no you have no idea like like I got it I got the frustration I'd like to see George Hill play and I'd like Jordan Gordon to be healthy and I I got it but like let's stop with that like really cuz I'm just going to block every single person who does it. I'm so tired of that I just got to share that so you know there there there's my being worn out by a four game losing streak is is that uh, let's go to Matt Gruber, a very old pin. It came in November 4th of 2015. I love your work and your insight in being from Philadelphia. I'm a lifelong Sixer fan. I know, I know. I really don't remember how I came across your podcast, but it's been a few years, and I'm a daily listener. Your insight in basketball is incredible. Greatly appreciate it. And since I've been listening, I've actually paid more attention to what the Jazz have been doing, and have adopted them as my other favorite team. I also wanted to add that I was always a huge Sonics fan. I can't wait till the city gets a team again. Whenever that happens, I, play, I plan on flying out for a game or two, maybe even against the Jazz. Keep up the great work. Matt Gruber from Philadelphia. I hope you're listening to Keith Pompey and Locked on Sixers as well. Keith does nice work. All right, let's get to it. Um, Can't decide. Should I do it? Um, uh, Got to agree. Everyone had no excuses. They travel first class. They stay first class. These guys are soft. Exum has a long way to go. Hurts the Jazz when he's on the floor right now. It's all good to rationalize, but the best teams learn how to expect more from themselves even during tough schedules. I lo- My tone is probably unnecessary here. I always love these reassuring tweets. We'll get back to be better. Uh, let's see. Um, is there an excuse for losing to a bad Denver team or their ninth place standing in the West? Uh... Best news in the last few days, the green unis look fresh on the court. Um, always hurt, always overhyped, wish it were different. Okay, that actually is, might even just be true. Um, let's see, what else? Sounds like a lot of excuses. Players need to step up. I'll address these things. It was just endless this weekend. Uh, uh, let's see. The offense is pathetic, and that's on Quinn. Yeah, they're yeah okay. And you're like, sure. Without a point guard, they're um, uh, yeah. That's I don't know. It's like sure. Yeah, the offense isn't great. It was fit like it was a miracle. It's 15th last year with no point guard. Uh, all right. Anyway, I could just go, and there, it was endless all weekend long. Just every it's why I turned off my mentions. Um. Jazz are exhausted. Laugh out loud. What a rough life they have. This team is embarrassing. Um, Rudy. People mad at Rudy because he got his money. Jazz are garbage. Uh, All right. So anyway, let's talk about it. Let's try to see if we can be reasonable about a four-game losing streak. Um, So I guess... And I, I, it's not great. Uh, I don't think they're playing very well. Um, they've lost four in a row. Um, they've played four team, three teams that are really good. And actually, Denver's going to be good, by the way. They're not like great. They're going to win thirty-five to forty-two games. Um, but the Grizzlies are eight and five. The Bulls are nine and five. The Rockets are eight and five. So three of the four teams are really good. And. And by the way, if you just take a second and look at Denver, again, they're going to win 35 to 42 games this year. Their schedule to start the year has been brutal. So the reason that they've lost games is their losses are to the Raptors at Portland, Detroit, Golden State, at Memphis. Like, they don't have, I don't think they have a bad loss. They're pretty good. Last night, uh, you, you know, so the art, I'll bring this up, and then, you know, if you want to be a negative Nelly, you can say, and that's fine, you can say, well, you know, they're million-dollar athletes and they should never get tired because they're not supposed to be human. They're supposed to just be robots. But remember that the other team is playing against you. So last night, truly, the Jazz played their ninth game in their eighth different city in 14 days. On a back end of a back-to-back. You're not getting that one very often. You're not getting that one healthy. And Denver's not bad. Denver lost in overtime to Portland. They lost at Toronto. They lost to Detroit, who's good. They lost to Memphis by one, in Memphis. They lost to the Warriors. They lost to Detroit. They lost to Portland. And they lost to overtime to Toronto. So they have not lost to a good team. They haven't lost to a bad team yet. Their wins are only against average teams. They did beat Boston. That's probably their best win. And they've been injured, and they beat the Jazz. And speaking of Boston, like, do they suck? Do we think Boston's awful? Because when they had, were without Al Horford, and they were without Corey Crowder, or Corey Crowder, that's his father, uh, Jay Crowder, they lost almost every game. Right, so they're seven and six on the season, and when they didn't have Horford, they lost. Does Brad Stevens suck? Do they suck? Because there, there's a little bit of, I, I don't mind. Uh, like again, I just think let's have a reality check before we go jump off the bridge, right? So Al Horford misses. I think it was like 8 games and they went either 4 and 4 or 3 and 5. All right. Right? They lost to Denver by 16. We got blown out last night. That's why last night was so uncharacteristic to everything about this team. Whether it's Dante going over for 5 for 3 and Rodney going over for 5 for 3 and they were totally lifeless and their fight was minimal and their focus was less than minimal. I I I and I, I'm living the life and with them. I'm going to put it on that. Like if this was, that's a worn down team playing without a bunch of guys. And I thought they, um, you know, I really, I really thought that that's what I saw last night. I saw a team that just looked differently than anything I've, I've seen out of them all season long. Well, if it's that out of character, then I'm not going to decide that that's the new character. I'm going to decide that there's something else going on, and I think the burden of the travel schedule got them. Now, let's hope that they can get a little healthier and straighten out because the t- travel doesn't get any easier than what they have getting two days off right now, and then from November 23rd to December 16th, we only take two plane flights. So we better turn it on here. This is the whole section of the season where I've said we've got to turn it on. There's so no, no question on that. The other reality check that I think is probably necessary is the team that we had on the floor the last two games and really the last four games and really in some ways the last six games might not be better than the teams we're playing. So had the Jazz fans, had the Jazz offseason, God forbid, been that we decided to release Derek Favors for no particular reason. That we released Alec Burks for no particular reason. That we did not acquire a point guard. And that we signed Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw as our only moves of the offseason. And so we came into the season with a starting lineup of a second-year player who has not played one season the last three in Dante, a third-year player in Rodney, a veteran in Gordon, a second-year player in Trey Lyles, and a third-year player in center in Rudy Gobert. Had that been our starting lineup with a bench of Shelvin Mack, Joe Ingles, Joe Johnson, Boris Dio, and Jeff Withey, how good do you think we would have been like, we're picked below Sacramento and Denver at that point, right? Don't you think? We cut Alec Burks and Derek Favors. We don't go get a point guard. And we sign two old guys. We Right? I, I, I would guess if I... I mean, I would pick Denver ahead of us. I would pick Sacramento ahead of us. So, you know... Again, I know this, the 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 injuries suck, and I think there's a discussion to be had there. But take a moment and decide really whether or not these games we're playing, Vegas didn't think we were supposed to win them. Were we actually better than these teams? If we we have done that in the offseason, we're picked 12th. Well, that's probably what we are right now. Maybe we picked 11th because people didn't realize the Lakers were okay. We're we're pro we right now roster we're rolling out on the floor. We're probably the 11th best team in the Western Conference. So if you can go garner any win in those matchups, it it it's gravy. And you got a few of them. You just in Miami and Orlando, and you didn't get in Philadelphia, which you had to get, and then you've kind of not been able to get them since. And Favors played in a few of those. Favors played really well. And then wore out on that road trip. I'm not... Like, I got four-game losing streak frustration, but just make sure that it's at least reasonable. I wouldn't – I mean, I'd be frustrated they lost four in a row. Uh, And it would have been nice to get one of them. If you're going to play as good a defense as they did against Chicago, it would have been nice to be able to make a shot or two. If you're going to play as well offensively as they did against Memphis, it would have been nice to play a little defense. Houston, I thought they played pretty well. Houston's really good. James Harden's awesome. And then I thought they just were on empty last night. Here's the other thing that I think we have to understand about the league this year that we're probably going to just have to put a reality check on. I mean, and maybe not. Maybe maybe when we're healthy, we're so good uh, that this is not true. But I, I don't actually believe that. And I have not all season. Um, the league's really good right now. So... In the West, we have the Clippers, the Warriors, the Spurs that are fabulous. And in the East, you have Cleveland that's fabulous. So you have three or four teams, depending where you put the Spurs, that are just terrific. The thing is, there aren't any teams that are really awful. Now, Dallas is turning out to not be very good. Uh, But if they were to ever get at all healthy, they're not awful. The Pelicans have won two in a row and 4 of 5, have Drew Holiday back, and suddenly look more reasonable. The Suns, I don't think, are very good. So there's, there's two teams in the entire Western Conference who you play four times, who I think you can reasonably say, I'm getting three out of four at least against those guys. So Dallas and Phoenix, I think you're going to get, you, you can reasonably say, I'm going to go get three out of four. But I'm not sure that you can reasonably expect that you're going to get three out of four against Minnesota. I think you, you're going to have to pull something off to do that. I'm not sure you reasonably expect you're getting three out of four out of Sacramento. You're going to, you're going to have to get it from someone. But Denver's going to win half their games so I'm not sure you're getting three out of four from them. You're not, I don't think you can expect you're getting three out of four from the Jazz. I don't think you can go expect you're getting three out of four from the Lakers. I don't think you can expect to get three out of four from the Blazers. The Thunder are around a 500 team. So you're going to have a hard time unless you're really 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 good going and winning season series from people winning a season series from someone's going to be a big deal it's not going to happen very often so what's going to happen here is i in the west is the clippers warriors and spurs are all going to win 50 plus maybe 60 plus in the case of the two of them i don't think the spurs will i think houston will be up at about 47 48 i think they're good and then I think the Grizzlies, the Thunder, the Blazers, the Jazz, the Lakers, the Nuggets, Sacramento, maybe Minnesota, are all going to be coupled in the range of 35 to 44, 45 maybe. And it might be 36, 37. Some of them are just going to, you know, this, this is where Minnesota's running into. They just don't have the experience. They just haven't won enough games. And so they're dropping some games, and that's going to that's be a problem for them. But there are not going to – this is not going to be a 50-win season for more than maybe four teams in the Western Conference. And then you flip it over. Well, okay, we'll go sweep everyone in the East. Boy, I mean, I think you've got to go beat Miami, which we did in Miami. I think you're going to have to try to beat Brooklyn in Brooklyn, and you got to beat the Sixers in Philadelphia, which we did. I'm not convinced Washington's just as an unmitigated disaster as they have been so far. But Milwaukee's going to be a 500 team, particularly if they ever get Middleton back. Detroit's going to be a plus 500 team when they get Reggie Jackson back. Orlando's 6-7. and seven. We beat them. That's a good win now. The Knicks are 6-7. and seven. That's a good win now. Pacers are 7-7. Seven and seven. Celtics will be good. They're 7-6. and six. Raptors are good. Bulls are good. Hornets are good. Hawks are really good. Cavaliers are really good. Same thing's going to happen there. Cleveland's going to go win 50, 60 games. I'd suspect that somebody else gets into the 50-win range. Chicago might be that good. I'm surprised by how good they are. They've played nine road games after last night. Phoenix has played nine games. We've played ten. Nobody else has played more than eight. And they're nine and five, so give them credit. So I'm not sure, you know, I, I again, I, I think there's a real chance that everybody, I don't know if Chicago, if Washington gets up to 35, 36, 37 wins, but I sure think the Pistons, Orlando, New York, the Pacers, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Bulls, they're all, the Raptors will be higher than that, they're all between 36 and 44 wins. I mean, this, so there's just going to be, wins are going to be awfully hard, awfully hard to come up come by. Today's show is brought to you by Jamalto. So here's the deal about data protection for your company. Everyone is spending money on perimeter let's use a basketball analogy perimeter defense. The reality is almost like the NBA with the hand check rule being gone and everything like that. It's just about impossible to stop the perimeter breach. Despite $555 $555 billion, that's not true, I made that up, uh, being spent despite hours of practice time on perimeter defense in data protection. It's not working. It's increased 31% last year. So, what you have to do is you got to go put your data in the rim and then protect the rim, if we're going to use a basketball analogy. Network breach protection has failed. So, what you do is you protect. The breach. And that's where Jamalto comes in. And that's where local Dan Spence is there to help you out at 801 540 3021. That's 801 540 3024. Jamalto, Dan Spence, Dan.Spence at Gemalto, G E M A L T O.com. So, what do you do? What is Jamalto? Jamalto is the global leader in digital security by bringing trust to you by stopping after the breach. Protect for the breach. It's easy, that is manageable. Protecting not. So you protect your IT, your data at rest, you protect your IP, you protect your by encrypting your data and your intellectual property. Then you secure and manage the crypto keys, and then you control access and protect identities. That's the short version, but the big picture is what you need to do is you need to protect for the breach and that's where Jamalto comes in. Call Dan Spence at 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. All right, let's let's look at some other uh items uh for you with the jazz and, and where things say. I I, I want to um just I get the idea that um, I don't care if they're tired. Uh, but do just take a second and realize uh, ten, 10 road games, only Chicago and Phoenix have played 9. Everybody else played 8. Uh, one more game, if two more games than every other team in the NBA. Like, couple that with the injuries. You're now asking a bunch of guys to play minutes. They don't, so the burdens... It's That was a bad script last night. And they were way out of character, and they weren't good. And so, uh, you look at it, and it, um. And and I and if I'd watched last night, I would, you know, Ron and I in the first half, were like, wow, they have no fight, they have nothing, and even Zach Guthrie kind of said it. And then you, oh well, that's weird. Why? Why would that be the case? And then, it, then it kind of makes sense, because frankly, that's not who we are. So what's go? What? What? Where are the areas where I think there's legitimate? concern, and we'll dig into this a little bit more as the week goes on. Um, So, I actually think what's interesting is that the defense has been less good than the offense. Now, Memphis, they had a bad defensive game. Houston, they held them to 113.5, which isn't great, but it might be what Houston does. Um, And then last night, I think, was an energy issue, and they held on for most of the night. So even then, I'm not totally convinced that I'm going all the way with that. That I'm, I'm not totally convinced, I think, that there's a major defensive problem. Uh, the one area that has me kind of flummoxed is that we're not forcing any turnovers. Uh, last night, we did get 12% of our points off turnovers, but the prior games... We're 9% of our points off turnovers, 3% of our points off turnovers, 12% of our points off turnovers. Uh, that gets, makes it hard on the offense. Uh, the offense actually in the four-game losing streak has had two great games and two bad games. Bad against Chicago, bad against Denver. Again, I'm, I personally am just throwing Denver away really good against Houston, really good against Memphis, but the defense didn't play on the same night, which is just kind of a weird aspect there. I said it on postcast last night, and I know it's really kind of boring, but i don't know what I'm concerned about uh, you know we we're supposed to, we're supposed to have the depth hopefully to be able to deal with some of these injuries. And we're not dealing with it very well. Now, should I be concerned about that? Maybe. Uh, You know, is our backup point guard situation not as good as we'd hoped? I don't know. If Dante's playing second-tier guys, he's showing he can play first-tier guys. If he was playing second-tier guys right now, I think he'd be pretty good. pretty aggressive is, you know, Gordon hasn't been great. Well, that's partially due to the injury. Again, that's one where so far off his game, like I just don't think he became a terrible shooter overnight. I think he's bothered by the finger. I think there's got to be some reality there. Rodney didn't just become awful the other day. I think he got tired. Now, I'll tell you that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, Rodney is really, really, really important to this team, and particularly when George Hill's out. And four of his last five games have been off-shooting nights. But I look at his big-picture numbers, he's still shooting 45% for the field and 39% from three and averaging 19 points a game. So I'm not sure I can have a real problem with that. But the one thing we've talked about with Rod a lot is we want to get that bell curve to shrink down, right? And to his credit, he's only had one night all year under 10 this year, which is super, so he's clearly moved that bell curve. But he did have, against Orlando, a 5 of 15. Against Miami, a 6 of 13. And then against Chicago, a 5 of 16. And against Denver, a 3 of 12. All right, that's, that's the bell curve having a little more variance um, than, than it worked, than, than I would want to see. Right now, that could just be, um, if that's just a shooting slump, I don't care. Here would be the concern, and that is that last year Rodney wore down. And Rodney's playing 33 minutes a night every single night right now. And, like, I would hope that he's suddenly not wearing down again. Last year he played 32 every night, though. Just, all right, I'm, I'm just try, trying to give you some, some levels of concern. One thing I talked about all year long was when we tried to go small and go offensive, can we still be defensive? Well, we're having to find out right now because Derek's out. One reason the defense may not be great, by the way, and is we're playing two guys that are pretty young and youthfulness usually doesn't handle defense. So Dante and Trey Lyles. Are, and Quinn's been pretty open about the fact that he doesn't really feel that Dante's defense has been – up to snuff this year. and he would like to get him back to defending uh, the way I wonder whether or not that might just be partially the ACL. That's And I'm going to talk to, I want to talk to Danilo Gallinari yesterday who's been through the ACL and what it means. Guys, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't really, like, I don't know. I don't think there's enough data to jump off the cliff and say, oh my gosh, this is really a big problem. So, uh I mean I guess that's kind of that's kind of where I am uh right now. I'm a I'm a I I here's my concern. When Derek Favors is off the floor, the defensive rating is 105.8. When he's on the floor, it's 95. Derek Favors is probably far more important to us defensively than we realize. Okay? I I think that's and I, and I can't tell when Derek's going to get healthy. But Boris Diaw is not a good defensive player, and Trey Lyles is not a good defensive player. And when they're taking the minutes that replace Derek Favors, it changes the makeup of who we are. And that, to me, is a little disconcerting. How's that? I finally came to that. Uh, around quick quick check around the NBA, if I may, from the weekend. I thought there were some interesting uh, little items uh, as we wrap it up. By the way, Jazz are home Wednesday and Friday and have great holiday package tickets available if you're looking for the holiday shopping. So Wednesday and Friday are there for you. and Then the holiday pack, they have a bunch of, of really fun stuff going on. There's the three-pointer holiday pack, $94 for two tickets uh, to three games and a fan's gift card. They have a bunch of games you can choose from. They see the Alley Oop holiday package, which is... Two tickets to one Jazz game and a $20 Megaplex card for $49. Um, and then there's the gift of, same same one I just mentioned to you, uh, for $49. There's a big one, which is the Buzzer Beater, which is $115. You get two tickets to the Cavs game, two tickets to an initial game, and a $10 fans gift card. So call 325 or email inside sales at utahjazz.com if you want to find your holiday packages. Uh, also, if you'd like to advertise, have your company right there at that spot. If you have a company that's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 45 or 25 to 54, we are about 75% on each of those. We're 97% men. Podcast listeners have shown to be more loyal to their audience uh, than any other media format. So jump on in and email me at dlock at zero nine at gmail.com. Uh, all right, here's what I noticed from around the NBA last night. Uh, New Orleans with a really good win over Charlotte last night. I was surprising to see uh, Charlotte fall in uh, along the way. They're, you know, Obviously, they're, uh, Charlotte's playing really, really well. Top high-level team, and a little surprising uh, to see them drop that game Uh, last night. That one one jumped out or excuse me, that was Saturday. That one jumped out at me a little bit, but maybe jumped out to me as much as that the Pelicans got uh, Drew Holiday back and that had an impact on it. Uh, So, interesting. Uh, And Kemba Walker did not play uh, particularly well in that Drew Holiday played 30 minutes and seemed to kind of get the best of him uh, there. Quickly on other games uh, that were eye-opening, the Wizards' struggles are are noticeable uh, along the way. Uh the Pistons, by the way, are six and eight. They had pretty high hopes this season on what they were going to be able to do. Uh they don't have their point guard Reggie Jackson, though. That could be part of it. Just a thought. Uh the they lost uh to Boston. Boston got Horford back and has started has won two in a row. Uh and the Timberwolves surprisingly got run by the Grizzlies. What a week from Memphis. Memphis goes wins in Utah against the Clippers and against the Timberwolves. They are, they're kind of the story. Uh, the Warriors have quietly gone to 11-2 and two now, so I w- we're not too worried about them. And uh, Clippers came from way back to beat the Bulls, who've been really good uh, this trip. Last night uh, of interest was Atlanta falling in New York. A little surprised to see uh, Atlanta lose that one. Tabo Cefaloso, uh did not play for them. He's been really, really good. Uh, for them this year. But little little surprise there. Uh, Carmelo went and dropped 30. New York's got a lot of firepower between Porzingis and Carmelo and, and some of these other guys. Uh, the Thunder lost one at home that you'd be surprised they, they're going to lose. Jeff Teague put up 30, but Paul George didn't play for Indiana, and Indiana was able to get that win. They played all their guys, uh, their starters, over 40 minutes last night. I mean, they just rolled them out there. Uh so keep an eye on that. Jamal Murray, by the way, for Denver looked very good last night in a game in which rookies have have not looked good. Uh, so there you go. That's kind of the the takeaways I have. A little surprised, by the way, that the Kings, the Raptors, you got to lose at some point on the road. This is kind of my point. You're not gonna, you're just not running away with games. I mean, the Kings went and beat the Raptors last night in in Toronto. They have to- Darren Collison back and have looked a lot better. You don't win a lot of games without your starting point guard in this league. You just don't. You're missing your primary. You don't have good point guard play. You're going to have a hard time winning games. That's, and we don't have very good point guard play right now. That's, that's the reality. All right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether this show had any value or not. I just thought the, uh, you know, I got it. It's the Twitterverse. It's not a lot of, um, it's not everybody, but the, what I got thrown at me, I thought, was a little extreme for what the guys are dealing with. I get frustration, but I just thought, you know. So that was my my thought today was to try to put a little. It sucks. It's not great. We don't feel very good. We're not very good right now. Um, we're not very good right now. Like, let's not kill ourselves. This team, the team that's played the last few games, is, is kind of probably below five hundred, below five hundred team. See if they can, see if we can fight through it and get a little healthier and stay alive and and the schedule work in our direction. See if we can steal a few from people. We got a bunch of games coming up where people are on the back end of a back-to-back. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks to Jamalto for sponsoring today's show. Your data protection. Call Dan Spence at 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. Locked on Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.